Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Nicole Krenzel. So my name is Nicole Krenzel. I'm currently Head of Partnerships and Marketing at Creative Mentor Network. We are a London-based charity and what we do is we train professionals in the creative industries to become leaders and people managers. And we do that by matching them up with young people from low-income backgrounds um, who want that first understanding and career advice into the creative industries. I'm also the co-founder for Black Girl Festival, founder of Unmasked Women, public speaker, TEDx speaker, uh, a curator and programmer. Nicole radiates with enthusiasm and energy for her work, confirming that she's a huge believer in doing the things that genuinely move and inspire her. She starts by describing what she gets up to day to day and the shared working space where Creative Mentor Network is based. My job really entails um, working with various different partner organisations to get the mentors on board, as well as finding really great opportunities for young people in terms of partnering up with organisations who also want to support our mission of diversifying the industry. I also do some marketing as well on the side, so communications, work, press, and social media, websites. And my day-to-day essentially is emails, but as a creative person and having studied a creative course and being very creative myself, there's levels of creativity that kind of seep into that work that I do. There's a lot of writing, not just emails, but writing like copy, website development and design. There's a lot of photoshopping and creating content. Um, There's a lot of InDesign, designing like packs and decks, um, presentations as well. A lot of shared material between me and my team, but as well, a lot of external content that gets created to share with like partners and and new business. So we are currently in Us2 Adventure, which is a co-working space based in Us2 in Shoreditch. Um, And it's a really, really great place to work with in because we get to collaborate and meet and work alongside various different organisations and charities and mission-driven people who are starting really, really great projects. I currently work alongside Isabel Farkey, who is the founding director of Creative Mental Network. We are currently a small team and yeah, we're currently based here, but run around London constantly in terms of speaking to young people across schools, speaking to organisations across London and um, getting them on board. So I studied um, BA product design at university and I came out of my degree realising that I had all these amazing skills that I developed within the four years I studied at Nottingham Trent University um, that weren't exactly the traditional product designer kind of skill sets. And I remember feeling like an absolute phony because I was just like, I spent like 20 grand, four years and I'm not don't feel like a designer um but I knew I'd honed like a lot of incredible skills that was so unique to myself that no one else in my course was able to do that made me really stand out even within my third year of looking for like an internship placement again I struggled because a lot of people had these amazing portfolios that were like really beautifully designed and they had all these amazing ideas and the skills that I knew that I was really good at was like researching and the actual timeline of creating from the ideation to the actual fruition of the design presenting was like one of my key things that I was really really good at and a lot of people at the end of project work would come up to me and be like how do I how do I present this at the end of the year and I was kind of like this expert in it and I didn't realize that this was a skill that would actually take me way further in my career because I was kind of like I believe that you know we were kind of taught that you know these are the kind of key skills to being a product designer and everything else is just everything else. 
So I came out feeling like I had this portfolio, I had all this experience, I had all, had all four years and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't really know what I was going to do when I came out. Um, I felt slightly kind of lost and I, pre- I presented some designs like new designers and simultaneously I actually had, I had, a, I had a job at Design waiting for me, which was incredible. The Design was a really, really great first job because it introduced me to so many different kind of avenues in terms of what I could really do with my skills. And that just kind of tickled my fancy to just keep opening all these different avenues. So I had all this imposter syndrome and felt like a phony, felt like I wasn't really sticking to this one thing and I thought I had to stick to. And then I, when I kind of packed it in, I thought I don't have to, like I don't really have to, I don't really care. It just worked in my favour because it just something I found my passion and I found various passions. And so I just kept doing, I just kept doing more things. I was like, wow, let's, let's, let's celebrate and hone in on some other skills that I'm really good at. And one of them was like programming and curation. Another one was public speaking. Another one was like research. And I just started doing little things that would trickle and kind of tickle all those little skill sets, not really realizing that it would get me to a place that I am now where I've, I've got all this kind of amazing experience working across board, all these different kind of industries and, and disciplines that it would make me... I remember someone was saying that you're really employable because you you've you've got so much experience in so many different fields and you're really good at honing the skills that you know you're good at. Nicole's first experience of curation and programming came around two years ago when she began a personal project as a form of therapy, exploring the topic of mental health, which eventually became an extensive exhibition, exploring the black British female experience, embracing local charities and artists. I kind of fell into curation. My first exhibition that I put together was called Unmasked Women. And it was an exhibition channeling the Black British female experience. And it was focusing on mental health. And essentially, I always say like um, Unmasked Women was a very social project. and It was for everyone, but essentially it was for me. It was a very personal project. It was kind of my own kind of therapeutic activity in terms of exploring my mental health and to talk about the conversations I always found quite difficult to talk about. The show went on for three days um, and it was like a series of like workshops and panel discussions. What I'd done really well as well is I worked with local charities within the area who were also supporting mental health um, and art therapy as a tool for that. And I remember a lot of people saying to me like, are you going to do another one? When's the next one? Is going to happen next year? And I kind of felt slightly stifled because I'd created something as a form of therapy and it kind of like worked. And I didn't really know how to do it again because it was something that I needed in a time and place. But then I thought, you know, you don't have to do just the same thing again. You've got all these other talents and skills, like do other things, do other things that you that really inspire you and that you know will make a similar or bigger impact. This experience paved the way for a second side project, this time created with Paula Akpan, social media editor at Galdem magazine. It's a really funny story how that came about because I went to, I took my mum to um, Women of the World Festival at South Bank Centre and they had programmed Chimamanda and Angela Davis. It was last year. And um, South Bank Centre was like packed. It was just like body to body. Everyone was running around. People were leaving the Royal Festival Hall. People were coming to the Royal Festival Hall. It was like crazy. And I remember walking in and the, the impact of the women that were in that room, really excited and really like, you know, energized. Like it was electric and you can feel it. When we left, I remember saying, I really want to find a way to bring all those women back together. Like there has to be something that I could do. So that was always in the back of my head. My friend Paula calls me and she was like, should we do a project? And I was like, yeah, why not? Like I love when people say, do you want to do a project? And she was like, oh, what can we do? And I told her about this, this exact feeling and this experience. And she was like, why don't we just do like a festival or something? And I was like, well, how do we do that? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> 
We ended up like a couple of days after that programming what would be a massive three-day festival on like a Google sheet. And we just threw every single idea of everything that we never saw, that we never knew had ever existed for black women in the UK. And by the end of it, we realized that we'd had programmed an entire festival in terms of the people that we wanted, the brands we wanted to work with, the budget, everything was in the spreadsheet. And then, you know, life comes along and people move house and people go on holiday and we just kind of like, just kind of distanced ourselves from it because it was like, oh, okay, got this great idea, but we have no idea where to start. We kind of came back um, when I was approached by um, Cachette, who were looking to actually work with me in terms of an exhibition for maybe another exhibition for Unmasked Women. They were like, oh, we really want you to do an exhibition in here for free. And we want to do like a lot of community outreach. And I went to go visit, view the space and it was massive. It was really great in Shoreditch. And I said to them, I was like, hmm, have you ever thought about like doing a festival instead? And they were like, oh, like, you know, like, yeah, we could do something like that. Like, they didn't really know what I was talking about because I hadn't produced the festival for them to see, okay, all right, this is something she could do. And I, I remember Paula was like on a plane coming back from New York from her holiday. And I like called her like frantically, like, Paula, I've just seen a really great space. I've just told them that we want to do a festival. Should we do the festival? What do you think? And she was like, yeah, like, why don't we do it? Like, we've got a venue. We've got an idea. We've got a program. Let's just do it. Like, let's just do it. We had six weeks to put out a crowdfunder to raise all the money, um, to kind of finish all the, the logistics and the operations, to to working with the venue, to working with all the speakers and the workshop leaders and the musicians and the artists. We ended up doing it and it was incredible. It, the venue for, for Cachette was like 350 and like 4,000 people turned up. <laughs> so <laughs> there was like queues for hours and hours and hours and it went all the way back up to Shoreditch Church, almost into Hoxton. And it was exactly what we wanted to create, an intergenerational space, festival celebrating black, British women and girls. I think for me... Whenever I do something that I just don't feel like I can do, it always reminds me that I'm actually capable of so much more than I can ever think of. And when I do that thing, I'm always like, I always say to myself, like, if I can do this, what else can I do? And it just makes me want to go for gold and try something else and try something new and just push myself a little bit further to be like, what else can I really do? Now long over the guilt she felt as a recent graduate, Nicole has learned to embrace having many outlets and shares how she manages to juggle passion projects with full-time work. The thing about me is I'm ridiculously organised. Like, I think my anxiety fuels my organisational skills because I'm the kind of person who likes to be in control and know things, and if I don't, it makes me really anxious. I used to be a massive procrastinator in terms of getting things done, and I realised that procrastination actually comes from not enjoying or liking what you do and just kind of pushing it back constantly because you know you're not going to enjoy it. I, I I find that if you enjoy what you do or you enjoy the task at hand, you want to do it. So I find that I just, beca- I just, I just became more efficient. I just became more efficient in the way I use my time and balance myself because I always put my mental health in the forefront of everything. Um, I always check in with myself because I know that working like that in terms of doing various different things can push you to burn out. And I've burned out before, so... I don't want that. <laughs> and no one should do that. <laughs> I mean, I prefer to keep it like that because, you know, the reason I started Unmasked Women was to start a project on the side. It was to keep my creative juices flowing as I was working on various different things. Um, so for me, I always say I've got two jobs. <laughs> I've got festivals, I've got my day job. I've got my day job, I've got my night job. <laughs> I've got my end fire, I've got my five to nine. I've got, I've got all those. Um, but it's because I enjoy doing them. I like having something else that I do 
um, I couldn't be with just solely relying on just one thing. I think my mind would just be like so stifled with all these creative ideas and I wouldn't know where to place them. So I always try to say like, you know, have multiple incomes, like have different things that you're doing that you enjoy doing that you want to explore. If it's like a workshop, if it's, you know, going to seminars and talks, like I love going to talks and just listening and learning. And you have to be kind of harsh to yourself if you're, if you're trying to empower and and inspire yourself to, to kick yourself up the butt and get things done. That might just come from discipline for my parents, but also I, I've learned that discipline from all the experience I've had working in all these different kind of industries and stuff and playing the field essentially and knowing that you didn't want to go down that traditional one product design route. This is the route that you went down. So if you're going to do all these things, you better do them. The advice that I would give to anyone kind of like coming out of university is don't panic because those traditional routes that you feel like you have to go down aren't the only way. As soon as you finish learning the theories and writing and designing in the industry, there's just so much more that you could do. And researching and learning about all the different titles and all of the different job roles and what goes into them is a great way to understand how you can transfer your skills, the things that you're really good at into them. And that's what I always I always do for, for anyone that's looking for a job or looking for that first opportunity is not to think about what you think the job wants from you, but what you can bring to the job. And that makes you think inherently about your skills, about what you're really, really good at honing on your skills, honing in on what you know that you're good at, you can do really, really well because that's what makes you unique and what makes you stand out amongst anyone else. And don't fret if those skills aren't exactly what you've been taught at university because those skills are what make you as a person and they should be celebrated, they should be, they should be nurtured, they should be trained, they should be developed. That's exactly what I did. I, I made sure that I, I understood my skill sets and I found a way to transfer them into everything that I do and have fun with it really. I would advise that you have fun with what you're trying to do because even if you want to do 50 million things and you have got all these fun ideas, have fun because it's the passion and that's the, that motivates you to continue to do it. And it's such a great way for you to learn more about what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing, but also what you know you'll do, you could do for the rest of your life. You have to keep yourself educated in some kind of way. There's so many resources to keep yourself educated, to keep yourself in the know. And I don't think that at any stage of anyone's career that there isn't more learning that can be done. I feel like there's always something new to learn. And we should put ourselves in the positions where we are open for that. We're open to have, to have advice from people who have made it kind of further than we have. And we humble ourselves enough to, to take on that advice and really learn. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Nicole Krenzel. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include us two, GF Smith, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.